This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Tom Bernard Show with... Ellie Nick. Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Hour two, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Oh, we've got some very relaxing music now to come back to NPR Hour (laughs) 2. I love that bit on Saturday Night Live with those two women. Yes, we had some wonderful tea cakes last night. <laughs> that was very funny. That was good. Who was that? Was Anna Gasteyer? What one uh, of them? I, I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, what was her name? I, I could see her face. It was I know very it was Anna. Funny. Is there any big names on that show now? No. I, I, I haven't mean, watched it in so Kate long. Kate McKinnon's on there, but you. she's she's only a, a big name because she's such a pain in the ass. Mm. Do, you, do, you, you know, do you know Jeff Richards? Jeff Richards? Who is that? He was a comic. He was on Saturday Night Live, and he was on Mad TV. He's the only person who was ever on both. Oh, he yeah. Was, he did the Drunk Girl. Yeah, okay. Drunk Tony girl. Price is here. Tony Price, what's the buzz? I'm still alive. I'm still alive <laughs> after all this time. 
I am still alive. I I made it through the hottest part of Arizona, I think. Oh God! Mm, yeah, That's somewhere visible. near somewhere near the Grand Canyon. Oh my God! So where are you now? Close to Death Valley. Yeah, you're in Death Valley <laughs> now. Are you going to go through Death Valley? I, I'm guessing not. Um, I'm going to have to say no because. I haven't seen that on my itinerary. Well, that's good. Well, there's nothing uh, out there. So, <laughs> Death Valley, isn't that in uh, California? Yep. Yeah, it's eastern California, yeah. right? Yeah. Like by Nevada? Yeah, we, uh, yeah, right when you cross. Yeah. Yesterday, we made an executive decision that we're boycotting California. Oh. Oh, really? You're not going to do well, California? Well, the route... The route through California was right through the middle of the forest fires. Oh, yeah, you don't want to do that. I tell you, I watched some footage of that yesterday. That place is on fire, man. It's because they won't yeah, clear so brush anymore. I mean, not. it's serious fire. It's like, wow. Yeah, Death Valley currently had it's a high of 121. So, <laughs> <laughs> so don't go through there. Yeah, don't go through there yeah, on the motorcycle. Listen, listen, Harley I did 121 yesterday. Yeah? Oh, God. 100. Yeah, well, you know, what was it, Monday, when, Tom, you got to talk to Kate, the gold star. Yeah, she was, wonder- she was, was wonderful. She was so funny. When she yep. said, it's only 105. That's not bad. That's not mm-hmm. bad. Uh, that's what, yeah, that's what time it was when we were, when we were talking at 1030 in the morning. God. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, I rode through 121. Hmm. It hit 121 at least one day. Oh, thanks. Um, but, yeah, I, I uh, it was new to me because... You know, I believed everybody when they said it's a dry heat. <laughs> yes, it's a dry. Yeah, but heat is heat. Dry heat's worse on a motorcycle because yeah. it's like a blow dryer Look, hitting you in the face. That's, yeah, oh, that's true. That's the perfect analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up Marie on Monday, and she's already flown back home, so she's already back home. But we got on the motorcycle at, after after I had actually collapsed from the heat three different times. We get back on the motorcycle, and, and she's like, this is like sitting in your favorite chair with 100 blow dryers yeah, blowing on you. Yeah, that's what it is. You can't get away from it. Has your nose bled yet? Has my nose bled yet? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you'll make your nose bleed. You'll break your catheter. So dry. Yeah. yeah, so dry and so hot. I'm itchy. I don't have to go back for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, north of, I'm north of there now. It's only about 95 where I'm at now, and, and believe it or not, it's really tolerable. Well, you're hit, the whole the whole western part of America is in a major heat wave right now, all the way it up is. into Seattle. That's mm-hmm. probably because there's a 500 square yeah. mile fire. I mean, it's 100 degrees in Seattle. <clears throat> Man. Well, uh, Seattle's not for a day or two. <laughs> um, going to a place called Monticello, Utah next. There's a Gold Star dad that I get to visit at a gravesite in about three hours. Cool. So that's that's where I'm heading to, and I'm hoping that the temperature stays below 100. Yeah, that would be good. That would be nice. The one thing you're going to miss, though, it's, it's too bad you can't do this if you're boycotting California. Uh, riding a motorcycle through San Francisco and hitting all those piles of poop would have been great for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once once again, uh, the sales pitch is not working. <laughs> I guess it's not, not looking for not looking for piles, particularly in extreme hilly. City streets. Oh, it's got to stink bad in San Francisco. In right the now. heat, that's, yeah. yeah. Gross. That's got to yeah, be. I'm, I'm just dense. thinking. I don't want my front tire to be sliding in a pile of poop when mm. I'm on a mm. on a hill going to a red light with a 40 degree angle on the street. No, I, I can't. I can't see that. That I don't think evil can evil would do that. No, not even evil or awful. Either not, one. In his, in his best day, I don't think he would do that. Eh, probably, probably very, very true. But I, I just, uh, 
Yeah, so you're going. You're you're where now? You're in. Are you in Oregon? I'm still in Arizona. Oh, you're still in Arizona, but I'm, you're up north. I, I think I'm about. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm about fifty miles, maybe south of the Grand Canyon. Oh, that's cool. You got, are you going to go through there? Uh, probably only as much as the road takes me through there. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. There. You're not going to go over it. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> wherever the road takes me. Well, I think, I think I'm going to be going around the East End, actually, to get into Monticello, Utah. Monticello is a little tiny town, shoot right in the middle, but on the eastern state line, close to the east state line. Population 2,000. That is pretty small. Yeah, pretty small town. So we're looking forward to visiting with the Gold Star Dad and his daughter. So there will be a Gold Star sister and a Gold Star Dad that are going to meet me there. In That's wonderful. Ooh, there's, there's a bunch of uh, abandoned uranium mines. Ooh. You can go in there and... Get some uranium. Get some uranium. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can go there and feel abandoned. What's wrong with that idea? It's a wonderful idea, I think. Oh. Uh, in I, any know, case, I hate to break this to you, but I've been on the road for so long all by myself that I kind of feel abandoned already. Um, it's the, There's a lot of solidarity. Out in the Southwest, yeah. I mean, even driving to my grandparents' house, it's like when we get there, if you leave the community, it's basically like stepping off the planet into outer space. It is. It's weird how isolated it <laughs> the is. Outer space. Well, when it's dark, when it's like it's nighttime. It's yep. literally you're just surrounded black. by blackness. It's black. Are you riding at night, Tony? <clears throat> Not if I can help it. Yeah, I don't like riding at night either. Too too many critters. Just yeah, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, you hit a deer, and yeah, that's kind of your odds it. of getting in a crash. Are, they double once it gets dark. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah I I don't like riding at dusk at dusk and dawn either. No, nope, too many deer. Those are the real high traffic areas for the critters. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to... Uh, the most exotic creature I had to dodge so far was a mountain lion. Oh, a little man. bobcat. Oh, a bobcat? I had to, yeah, a little bobcat. One, about a 50-pound cat with pointy ears. Yep. That's a bobcat yeah, for you. Was, we got mountain lions yeah, and that was, here right now. That was as the sun was going down, too. Oh, man. So that's not good. But I've, I've had to dodge a lot of critters. I haven't hit anything yet, uh, aside from the... The biggest critter I hit, I think, was probably a grasshopper that was three inches long. <laughs> mm. so it, you didn't make you lose you control. Know, That's good. No, I, 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 I wobbled a little after hitting that one, but I kept going. Okay, I'm, so I'm trying to figure yeah, out. You're cool. going to go through northern Arizona, then you're going to go into Utah, and then are you, are you going to yeah. head over to Oregon? Yeah, and then i got to be in Oregon. I think the plan is there, there's a... Uh, uh, some brewery in Salem or on the, around the edges of Salem and yeah. planning on bringing in like 15 or 20 Gold Star families for me. And really? A party at a, That's fantastic. At a, at a, yeah. That's so I'm wonderful. looking forward to that one. No, it'll be a great time. You go through Oregon. What was the name of the place where uh, Perry Roth moved? The the ca- uh, canyon canyon lake I think it was called yes canyon, canyon lake. I think it was canyon lake you lie you don't even know it or crater lake that's what it, it's called crater lake Catherine. Oregon I don't know if you're gonna go anywhere yeah, there's near a, crater lake Oregon there's a lot of really cool places in Oregon yeah that's what I hear it's really really nice but uh, how are you getting are you sleeping well now at night uh, how are you doing with that um I usually crawl into the racket around midnight and then I'm usually up at dawn and. By the time the sun's an hour in this, into the sky, I'm on the bike again. 
Really? Well, so that's good. So, that's uh, a good thing. Um, the, the, yeah, the sleep isn't too bad. That's a wonderful Well, it's thing. usually because I'm so tired I couldn't stay awake anyway. So when are you going to check in? Are you going to check in again uh, the end of this week, early next week? If that's what you'd like, I'll be glad to do that. That would be a good thing. I'm not going to be here tomorrow or Friday. Dave is going to be here, Darkness Dave, but he uh, he would, I'm sure, enjoy that in any case. But I have to go down to Chicago. We're doing an appearance down there on a – it's called uh, Radio Boot Camp. So I'm one of the, like, four or five people that's going down to make a speech to people telling them, don't do this to yourself. Get the hell out of radio while you can. <laughs> no, that's not what it's about. I- don't do it. I wish I would have heard that speech in the mid '80s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we will check. You. I'll I'll talk to you next week, though. Okay. Yes. If I don't call in there for the rest of this week, I'll do it Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Sounds great. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. The Gold Star. They're going to bring in fifteen to twenty Gold Star families to them in Oregon. That's wonderful. That's really nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Great thing. I don't know how he's riding alone that long. Oh, it's tough, man. Riding alone for long periods of time, you start going stir-crazy. All right, you were just talking to me about this. I'm going to bring this up. Matt Briggs and a large group of family members. Oh, this is from the National Wire, by the way. This is not a local story. Matt Briggs and a large group of family members had taken in the night's victory, and almost all of them left Target Field in search of a place to drink. They found it right next door at Last Call, a North Loop bar that opened in December in the former Dream Ultra Lounge space. Oh, I know where that is. Briggs was one of the first people in line in the group and says one bouncer granted him admission. He immediately headed into the bar in search of the bathroom. That task completed, he circled back looking for the rest of his group. That's when he heard, uh, learned the story of what happened to his brother-in-law. The last in line in their group, when he'd stopped at the last call door, denied entry by the bouncer. He was told that his jeans were too baggy and not in line with the bar's dress code. Uh, last I checked, it was totally legal for uh, a place of business to have a dress code, mm-hmm. right? And, they, and actually, they do let him in. They eventually did let him in. Yes. So what's the problem then? People just want to make a problem. How do we get a hold of the people at last call bar? Is there any way we can reach out to them? I'd love to guess, talk to him this hour. That'd be wonderful. I guess call him. Call the bar? Yeah. I suppose we could. We could call the bar. I don't know if anybody Should we ask for a manager? Yeah. Yes, you'd have to ask for uh, a manager. See, here it is right they, here. I'm sure they can't say anything if everybody's no. having a heart attack yeah. right now. They're, they're getting attacked. Even yeah. I think they even shut all their social media pages down. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, because they're just getting slammed. He also happened to be the only black person in Briggs' group, which he says uh, numbered about a dozen. Another of them, Briggs' white brother. What can we get off they of this? They have to say white and black. Oh, yeah, they sure do. Went back. Yeah, noticed it's never like Hispanic or Asian no, or never, native. Never, but you knew who started the story, right? Who? Take a guess. Not your boy. Take a guess. What a shock! I did. I did. I don't know his name, and I didn't know his name. But I, you know, I did make reference this morning on the morning show uh, about a guy who wrote a negative article about my wife. I didn't say where it was, and I don't know your name. I don't know what you look like. But if I ever meet you, I'm going to knock your ass out. It wouldn't just, take much. No, no <laughs> just know that, though, tough guy. Uh, I just love that running his mouth about a totally innocent person. My, well, not totally innocent. Yes, it not is totally innocent. <laughs> it is Catherine. So, you know. But, no, they, I, no, they listen. What make, this is what makes me mad. Listen, everybody has a right to their opinion, but they start. Yeah. They they make a point to start a hate campaign. Oh, yeah. they do. To yes, get absolutely. everybody in the world to hate you with them. It's unbelievable. That's their main goal to start it a hate is campaign. Unbelievable, no question about it. 
Uh, Briggs' white brother went back out to talk to the bouncer and let him know that the man just uh, he just turned away was with him. The bouncer relented and let him in, though, according to Briggs. By that point, their party had soured on last call and decided to take their business elsewhere. Then why oh did God. you bother to go to the bouncer? If you're going to leave anyway, what is wrong with people? Because now they can start a Patreon and get a whole bunch of free money hey, from... Listen, let, let me say this first of all. That particular area... Yeah. has a lot of problems. It's the warehouse district of downtown Minneapolis. You have a lot of shootings. In fact, that's the yeah. heart of the problem in downtown Minneapolis mm-hmm. is that area. So you have yes, a lot of shootings, a lot yeah. of muggings, a lot of stabbings, a lot of rapes in that area. And unfortunately, the people that are committing these crimes dress a certain way. Baggy jeans are pretty common. They dress, you know, mm-hmm. they have a certain dress. And mm-hmm. brown work boots are not allowed in any bar. No bar in, in, in that area no. will let you in with brown work boots because brown work boots are gang wear. Ah. So they just have dress codes. And they're, they should they're be allowed able to. to have a dress code. Right. <clears throat> it's not a problem. This was not because he was black. It's because his underwear was showing. Right. And they have a rule against that. It has nothing to do with his race. Well, I know, and it's not the greatest look. I see it all the time. Oh, it looks terrible. No, it, the one, the one, the one that crashed me. I hate to interrupt you. The one that crashed me. When they actually have to hold their pants oh, at yeah. their cross. Oh, I know. Oh, well, see, they used to do baggy jeans and sag them that out. Yeah. Now it's. To the point where it looks like they're wearing their little, because they use these yeah. skinny jeans, so yep. it looks like they they put on like their little sister's jeans and they can't get them all the way up. <laughs> so that's what it looks like. It doesn't. I hate to laugh, but it is so dumb looking. It is, and it's just like I've seen it where there's like degrees of how low they can go with this their pants. Mm-hmm. I mean, some it's just like their butts hanging out. But some, it literally looks like it's just above their knees. And, and then how, they, they, how do they walk in there? They waddle. Yeah. How, I mean, how, how they is run? that gangster to how waddle gonna, down the how street? How are you going to run from the police? Is it really a, because uh, I've been told in the past that it's a kind of a tip of the cap to prisoners. I doubt I've it. I've heard multiple things. I've heard I it, was, too, uh, yeah. it was from hand-me-downs of people that didn't have, you know, that were in poverty mm-hmm. and they were getting their, their older brother's pants that were three sizes too big. That would yeah. be me. Well, but then you could wear a belt. Tie some rope around it. Yeah. I've used a USB cable as a belt before. <laughs> you can find something. That would, that's something you would do, Andy. <laughs> Andy MacGyvered his pants on USB cord. You don't need to sag. There's always something out there that you can use. Uh, We need to take a break, though. Yes. Yeah, we do. We'll be right back. It's uh, my head spinning again, once again. Mm. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds, and I have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner it is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast. And one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on August 20th. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. 
Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com. This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast, so hurry and call Chris Lindahl Real Estate today to save your free ticket. So call now, 763-401-SOLD or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket. Okay, you know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare bones situation at all. And the best part is it's free. I love Weezer. I do like Weezer too. Yeah. You don't even know what that advice about. Though. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. This was my music growing up in high school. Now I can see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was like Green Day, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, which I never liked, but. Well, That's what it was. Yeah, I, they sound like Green Day. I start. I was in junior high and going into high school when the whole grunge movement came yeah. about with Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little too young for it. Yeah, so it was like Nirvana, and then you had like Soundgarden, a lot of the Seattle bands, and it was just, it was a, I mean, it completely wiped out hair metal. I I yeah. remember where I was the first time that ever I, I was in a big club in Hollywood. It was called uh, uh, Thunderdome. It was at Florentine Gardens and it, every Thursday night they had Thunderdome and it was all big rock bands and this band World War 3 was playing and it was all 80s hair bands music playing between the bands and they played Man in the Box. Oh, they played Man and, in the Box. And the yeah, whole like room that. went dead silent. Really? Cuz everyone went, "Who the hell is this?" Yeah. Because the bands didn't exist in Hollywood yet. And oh, that, I suppose, yeah. It, that was the beginning of the end. That was of, back before that you you played a song in New York City, and two hours later it was already in every radio station yeah, in the world. Yeah, Because you yeah. had to literally send records and, like out. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was the end. Everybody, all the hair bands got their light switch turned out the next day. That was it? Yep. It was the end of it. Because the record company's like, how much you guys want for your next album? People like Motley Crue would be like $20 million. These These grunge bands would be like, we want a six-pack. 50000 yeah. Some Big Macs. <laughs> yep. Six-pack and some Big Macs. We'll do it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, you were, you were going to tell us a story. Oh, we were talking earlier. I was hoping Catherine was going to still be here, but because he laughed at it. So we were talking earlier about when we were arguing. Casey was saying, Cassie was saying when they argue, she. Oh, let's call her Casey. I like Casey. Winnie, Cassie, Casey. Her real name's Winnie. It is Winnie. Yeah, Wolf Winifred. Winifred. (laughs) Um, So the other night, me and Nancy were a little spat, and her and her mom are sitting out on the deck. And I'm in the master bedroom, which is your old bedroom. And that, you know, the. The window near the bathroom. Absolutely. In, looks in out the, on the in deck. The, in the dressing room. It yeah. looks right out on the deck. Yeah. So Nancy's mom's backs to the window. And Nancy's looking at facing the window. So I step back and I get fully undressed. I start doing jumping jacks in the oh window. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought Nancy was going to pee her pants. She was laughing so hard. <laughs> God. <laughs> because of her mom, you know, I was hoping... I knew her mom wouldn't turn around because she couldn't see me, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, D- yeah, Dave and I, we just, I don't know, we just come up with the weirdest stuff. And there's times where he gets me laughing so hard in bed that I'm crying. Oh, that's me and Nancy. Yeah, and like, so, when it, referencing back to what I said when he does that, 
if Hitler survived and became an 80s, 1980s radio DJ, like he'll like take a song. He goes, this is one that I can relate to. Everybody wants to rule the world by Tears for Fears. <laughs> you know, so he does stuff like that. So it's just hilarious. And, it, you know, or he does, uh, I'm trying to think, because he does so many things that makes me laugh. It's hard to pinpoint everything. I but... think every guy has their little things that they do. To... Well, what's important, we try and mood. do that stuff around the kids. Because then they can see that adults yeah. can have fun. Yeah, and... most of my stuff's sexuated. It couldn't do it around the kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. It wouldn't work. We don't do that around <laughs> the kids. Not. But, Probably yeah, I think it's important, plan. especially in My this... humor's dirty. Well, in this day and age, especially with kids, and if they're on social media, they see so much negativity. So we try yeah, and... Yeah, of course. Make it light. You know, implement love and humor and family towards the kids and let them know that, yes, the world may be a negative place, but here is a safe and happy place for you. So. Yeah, my humor is too dirty. It wouldn't work. No, it wouldn't huh? work. You're filthy. That's all it is. I, got, I, get it from, I think I get it from my father. He's a dirty old man. Oh, that's nice. I love that. Dirty old man. Just dump it on your dad. Really oh, nice. I am my dad, though. Oh, you are your oh, dad? 100%. My, my mom's like, you are your father's son. We're, we're the same person. It'll happen. Is your mother Italian, too? Of course. Well, Eleonardo. Yeah, listen, of course. Our whole family is just, <laughs> we're as tiny as you can get. Fantastic. Fantastic. There's a new interview with Kathleen Turner. You guys know who Kathleen Turner is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. How did she all of a sudden get, she like went away forever. Well, I will tell you why, because apparently she let it rip. Like uh, in public? No, she did not fart. Oh. <laughs> There's a new interview with Kathleen Turner that the internet is obsessed with. That's what we with. both immediately thought. You didn't thought she farted. Let it rip? I mean, you guys really, were that generation. Really mature. That's true. <laughs> uh, she just lets it rip as in she just tells uh, the truth as it is. Yeah. She so seems who, like so that who, kind so of who, gal. So who's, 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 who's blacklisted her? The left or the right? Mm, I, we haven't found that out yet. I'm not at the end of the story yet, so I don't know that yet. On Elizabeth Taylor, bad voice, badly used. I don't think she was very skilled. Oh. <laughs> How about Elizabeth Taylor? I love that. I, have, I don't really like think Elizabeth Taylor was that great either. People praise her. She was beautiful. Yeah, but when she, she was young. That, yeah. When she was very young. Which yeah. was? Oh, she's in stuff I've never seen. Then she kind of got weird, but it wasn't that. Wasn't she popping pills and alcoholism? Yes, exactly. And stuff? Yeah, that's probably. She what was did a it. train wreck. Wait a minute, she wasn't weird. Her best friend was Michael Jackson. Mm. Uh, she yeah. was a train wreck. She, she was <laughs> married eight times. So, Come but on. they were all listen. They were all beautiful when they were young. Yeah, until they true. got into Hollywood. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> even even Lucille Ball was beautiful when she was seventeen. Yeah, man, her longest marriage was five years. She just got married yeah, a whole bunch of times. She did. Dame uh, Elizabeth Taylor, DBE. Yeah, there you go. On being a sexual target in the 80s, I understood later from Michael Douglas that there was a competition between him, Jack Nicholson, and Warren Beatty about who would get me first. None of them did, by the way. I, didn't, uh, I don't like being thought of as a trophy. On working with Nicolas Cage in Peggy's Who Got Married, it was very difficult on the set. Listen, I made it work, honey. <laughs> I love her. She's always been a tough woman. A tough yeah, broad. She, I yeah, she's it. got that tough broad attitude. She does. On working with Burt Reynolds in Switching Channels, it was terrible. The first day Burt came in, he made me cry. He said something about not taking second place to a woman. His behavior was shocking. On meeting Donald Trump, she said, yuck. 
He has a gross handshake. He goes to shake your hand with his index finger, kind of rubs inside your wrist. He's not the—I hate it when people do that when they shake hands. He's trying to do some kind of seductive intimacy move, pull your hand away, and go, yuck. On the cast of Friends, I didn't feel very welcomed by them. They were such a click. Well, geez, what does she hate everyone? She hates everybody. So far. He hasn't mentioned us yet, though, so that's good. (laughs) But I don't think my experience with them was unique. I think it was simply that they were such a tight little group that nobody from outside mattered. Asked about their acting skills, Kathleen said, quote, I won't comment on that. And, and they were all getting a million dollars in episodes, so they probably they were making really so on, much money. On Friends, on Friends, she played Chandler Bing's. Was it? Yeah, Chandler Bing's uh, transgender oh, she father. Was, yes. She was his dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. she was a woman. Yeah. She. I mean, Kathleen Turner. Her voice is very deep and husky, yeah, she husky so she kind of has that um, managed quality to her. Uh, so that's yeah. I I loved her role in Friends for that but yeah uh, yeah she was good i have always liked her acting actually to tell you the truth. Well, my, one of my favorite movies that she, well dave just found uh romance in the stone i love because oh, yeah. she did a lot yep. of movies with michael douglas yep. they were a really good couple like and a she pair said they never slept together huh that's what she said i have a hard they time see, they seem that. to work well together because they, they did multiple, a lot of movies together yeah, yeah. Romancing the Stone is one of my favorites by her, but my favorite was her and Michael Douglas in War of the Roses. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, yes. Yeah. That was oh, that, good. that was a really good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. Is Burt Reynolds still alive, by the way? Yeah. Is he? That's really nice. Is Burt Reynolds still alive? <laughs> I saw alive? a picture of him the other day. He's a disaster. And he looked like he was he 300 years old. He does. He so looks I think, And then I saw him like two years ago on an episode of Gas Monkey Garage, and he couldn't walk. He, he was. Not well. So Remember I what Marlon Brando said maybe about he passed away. Burt Reynolds? He, he, oh, wow. He had a quintuple bypass in 2010, so... Whoops, that's not good. That's, like, yeah, quintuple bypass. I'm surprised he's still alive. There's some audio of Marlon Brando playing poker with a bunch of his friends, and some guy was recording it. I don't think he knew they were recording it. And the guy goes, Marlon, what do you think of Burt Reynolds? And he goes, I hate him. <laughs> like that? And then he goes... Marlon, why do you why do you hate him? He goes, oh, I hate him. I hate him. He worships at the temple of his own narcissism. <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's kind of sad because uh, I mean, everybody ends up that that old man dying of cancer. Yeah, and that's where he's at. Yeah, that's that's it. True. That's it. No matter what who you think you are, well, that's why so many gonna, rock and roll people kill themselves when they're still young because yeah, they, they want to be they don't want to get old. Yeah, really I sad. plan on becoming a Ancient. Terminator. <laughs> you want to be the Terminator? You want to live forever? Technology is going to get just, to that point. I'll just become you die. a Terminator and go around exterminating the humans. Let's not fine. Uh, remember what Andy said to me about ten years ago. The thing that never happened. Yeah, that did happen. Don't lie to me. He goes, you know, Dad. Someday they're going to be able to take your essence, your, you know, whether it's your brain or the essence of who you are, and put it in a robot, and then you'll live forever. Of course you won't because you're too old <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks you know what that could actually maybe happen oh it will happen eventually it will happen eventually i don't think it andy do you think it's that far away actually they're thinking 2050 so be it's kind of up in the air old. yeah well, 99 years old i might happen. make it 
I guess uh, hey, my essence will be like this, though. That's what I wonder. It's like, you know, what if you already have, like, what if you start becoming senile and then they try to upload you? That would not be good. Would they be able to fix the senility? Because oh. if they couldn't, I wouldn't want to be a senile robot forever. That would be horrible. Just be keep banging into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they could. Yeah, you'd be stuck in a corner. Yeah. Here's me <laughs> in 2050. You ready? Cheap trick on cake, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same story. It's crazy. Uh, they don't even really understand why that happens still. What, senility? Yeah. I mean, they have ideas. Well, they don't even know what sleep does. They don't know anything about the brain still. No. Nope. The brain's uncharted un- un- territory. Yeah, it's a complete mystery still. Well, it's such oh, a thought, complex organ that... I thought they understood white cells and, and gray cells. Gray, white matter and gray matter. Well, that's pretty simple stuff, though. Yeah, that is... But... That's the difference between men and women. Men use a lot more gray matter, and women use a lot more white matter. Yeah. That's why men are good at math and things like that. Women don't tend to be. They're much more uh, qualified in the reasoning area. Well, that's due, they found out recently, due to the way that the brains are connected. Men have, our hemispheres are basically like, we got the two, and then there's some connections between them. And then with women, both hemispheres are connected a lot which is why so you know the whole left brain right brain thing uh the right brain is artistic and the left brain is supposed to be like you know logical and that kind of thing uh that's why men have an easier time separating emotion and logic because they're literally physically separated whereas women have they call it like you know motherly instinct or intuition or whatever maternal maternal instinct yeah because the Left and right brain are more connected in women, so their emotions and their logic tend to uh, play into each other. And I know they know we don't use most of our brain. <coughs> we yeah. we well, only that, use a small portion of our capability. So that our didn't they find has. that to be not necessarily true, though? Well, it depends on how you define it. it. Yeah, that's true. It depends how you how do you define using your brain. That's yeah. true. I mean, theoretically, we could use a lot more, but then it would probably overheat. That's the thing. The brain puts out a lot of heat. Hey, L.A., your your ears are smoking. You're using too much of your brain today. Did you know that your brain takes up 30% of the calories you burn? Really? That's how much much energy it uses. My brain uses a lot of energy because I can't sleep at night because my brain's just... I know. know. It's annoying. And that's my biggest problem is I never stop thinking. Yeah. No, I don't either. And that's the issue. Thinking and worrying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's my oh, brain yeah. constantly does thinking and worry, thinks and worry, thinks and worry, thinks and worry. Mm-hmm. I can, I can actually, if I sat down, I could name the day that it started in me. I know what, me too. It was the day I was seven years old, and my father was talking to someone who wasn't there, and I couldn't see them or hear them, so I thought there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. That was a tough road to hoe, man. That took a long time for me to get past the, well, why couldn't I see or hear them? I didn't know he was schizophrenic because I didn't even know what schizophrenia was. So I thought that I was the one that was screwed up. There was nobody ever explained it to you? No. It was just my dad and me. And he could see the guy and talk to the guy. Did he know that he 
was talking to something that didn't exist? No, not at that no, time. No, you're in, not uh, at that time. He didn't. Later on in in life, I think he did, but I don't know. Hmm. It was a tough deal. My my father was a brilliant man, but he was very ill. So that kind of gets passed on to your kids. <laughs> just kind Sch- of that well, deal. Just it does run or runs in. It does, it yeah. Does. But it usually sets in by the time you're what seventeen to nineteen, something like that. Yeah. There's we, adult onset schizophrenia, but yeah. it's very rare, and it's they think rare. it's caused by something else. We will be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Cassie's got her tambourine out. I like this song. Did someone clear their throat in the song? Yep. Huh. Yeah, they did. They clear their throat in the song. That's weird how they didn't do more takes back then. Because I guess tape, like, it was literally tape. They couldn't do that. And I think this is recorded on, like, a four track. Yeah. So if someone messed (laughs) up, it's like either you buy more tape or you just let it slide. I mean, the first couple, like, Black Sabbath albums, they recorded on four tracks. Uh-huh. They got four tracks. I've never even seen a four track. Yeah, I've seen I an eight have, track. I had a four track. Everybody had four tracks in the well, 80s. Well, that's true. Yeah, everybody did. Those were eight tracks, weren't they? No, in no. the late 70s, early 80s, most bands, like garage bands, owned a four track because they were affordable. Oh, yeah. I and you had, you had a four track and an Echoplex. One of my. Echoplex was actually. Oh, yeah, an Echoplex. Echoplex yeah. It actually had a tape recorder that taped what you said and played it back and a split second later. Unbelievable. Th- and were they worth a fortune, though? An Echoplex? Oh, yes. They're worth a fortune. I suppose they're, they're not hard around. to come by. Oh, I, wow. Yeah, you're right. They're like $700, $800 on. Yeah, I like, like to have one, actually. So let me run this by because you're into cars. I'm totally into cars. I've admitted this on, on the air before, but I owned one of the very first Teslas, Tesla Roadsters. And I, I sold it because it did the bricking thing where it would stop and you'd have to replace the battery. You couldn't move it. Yeah. I should have never sold that no. car. Yeah, it's going to be worth up. a fortune. I got one of the first Tesla Roadsters ever made, and I owned it, and I sold it. I should have probably never sold that car, man. I have a lot of them I wish I never sold. Yeah, I suppose that is true. Mm-hmm. Every day I look at pictures and go, why did I sell this? is six figures today. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've seen more and more Teslas, though, on oh, the yeah. road. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, me too. Now there's lots of them, yeah. Yeah. 
Before, you'd only see one every once in a while. I was talking to somebody about this last night. The car industry and the collector market's really changing right now because, you know, muscle cars have been the thing for, what, 30 years now? Yeah, Everybody wants, yeah you know. true. But, but now, what's the muscle car offering you? Because you can go buy a new, like, Mopar with 700 horsepower with all the bells and whistles out of the box. The, the highest horsepower muscle car was a 70 LS7 Chevelle 454, had 450 horsepower, and... It doesn't have great suspension or right. brakes, you know. So muscle cars are dropping in price. Uh-huh. But they have that classic. But look. they're still they're, dropping in price. Yeah, I know. They're, it's buyer's market. People right my now. age mm-hmm. don't really care that no, much. No, and, and millennials don't want muscle cars. Yeah, they can no. care less. I but, do. But what? But what <laughs> is? Do. What is going up? Because well, they're not. Because they're making new muscle cars that are better muscle cars. But what they're not making is size. So those big oh, yeah, boats, the, big ones, yeah. the Mark Five with the yep. little Continentals with the little opera windows in the back, the twenty-five foot long two doors. Mm-hmm. They don't make that anymore. And those cars, every day I watch them, they're creeping up and up and yep. up and up. Mm-hmm. Now you see them and they're t- fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Five years ago, you buy them for three grand all day. Yeah, they used to really? call those the grandpa cars. Well, those grandpa, grandpa cars are going up yep. fast because they're. Never gonna make size again. They'll no. never make a twenty-five no. foot, no. twenty thousand pound two door again. No. <laughs> the all happen. metal frame where if you hit one end with a hammer, the entire <laughs> car rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not gonna make that again. I had a seventy-nine Cougar, and that thing I, I had like five and a half feet. Oh, of that's hood. a tank. That's a tank. And I mean, it was like I was on I was on a land yacht going down the freeway. I had air suspension. It was the nicest car. Oh yeah, they're like a boat. Oh God, I love that car. <laughs> I predict. I predict though, they're the next big wave of collectibles. It looked yeah. like crap, but I love that car. People like them, they, especially the ones that everything's the same color. The outside's red, the inside's red. Yeah. Like, oh, oh God. I had like red, like velour seats in there. Velour. And, I saw it the other day. It was the outside was gold, and all the interior is the same color, gold. Everything's gold, and, it, <laughs> and like they had, they're so such a unique look to them. I have a question for you. Back in the 1970s, a lot of cars had Landau roofs. They called them Landau roofs. Yeah. Why did they all rot out? Well, because moisture got what it, Landau roofs. Sometimes, for anyone knows, it's a half of a vinyl top. Yeah, half the of vinyl it. top stopped at the back of the door. Yeah. And so it's just the back part of the roof. Looked really nice. It looked like what, what happens is underneath the vinyl, moisture gets trapped in there, and it can't get out. Now. If that car, and this is a big thing, and I've, I've noticed it before because I had two of the exact same car, 63 and a half Fastback Galaxies, and I had a white one and a black one. Yeah. The white one rotted out, and the black one didn't because the heat would cook all the moisture oh, out. Oh, yeah, of the out of the black car. Right, yeah. it would cook yep. all the moisture out. And same with the vinyl top. If it's a dark car, it'll cook all that moisture. But that vinyl yep. top's really trapped moisture underneath of them, and yeah. they, rot, they, would rot out, they would rot out the metal and rot out the vinyl. Remember I had an Oldsmobile Cutlass. Yep, they had. They were common with had that top. Yeah, they did, absolutely. Yeah. And it was a company car. I was right, what was it, but 79, I think, maybe? Yep, Supreme. I'm driving along, and I'm on West Broadway, about to turn on a 26th Avenue North, and the front left wheel snapped right off the car. And it was not an old car. It was like a year old. Yeah, bearings were probably gone. Why? Busted off the spindle. But Why? 
defect. So when, when it happened, I just actually was talking about I had a car that somebody tried to steal the wheels off of, and it had yeah. one lock on the wheel. But I didn't know it. I jumped in the car and started driving. I'm driving oh. on the road, and here goes my wheel out in front of me. <laughs> I'm, and I, I'm like, what is yeah, it? What's good. that? I'm like, that's my rim. That's not good. And it, it went into the weeds, and the car didn't go down. It stayed on three wheels until God. I got in the shoulder and hit the brakes, and then it went down really hard. Yeah. yeah. So they updraft? Not really. No, just... Nope. But that wheel went ahead of me like 30 miles an hour faster than me. <laughs> so I get out of the car and I go looking nice. for the I go looking for the tire and rim. And it's in the weeds and I walk through the weeds and it's railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. And it was a real hot day. You could actually see the heat in the air. Like, oh, you yeah, see it all yeah. waving. Did it melt to the tracks? And, and I'm like, what is that? And it was two Doberman pinchers standing in the middle of the railroad Ooh. tracks. And they just looked at me for one second and full charged oh. right at me. Oh, and I man. ran as fast as I could. I jumped in my car. And they came to my door and were scratching at the window trying to get, get at me. And I sat there for a good hour. What, were they feral? I have no idea. Huh. I don't think there's feral Doberman pinchers. <laughs> I don't think so either, be. but who knows? It should be if and, there are. And, and, and put the, on top of everything, after the, they finally left... I'm out there trying to take a lug off each tire to put my tire, oh, the yeah. one that's off, back oh, on. Yeah, yeah. And my dad comes driving by, rolls the window down, laughs at me, and drives away. <laughs> he just laughed at you? <laughs> oh, that's thanks, Dad. Yeah, him and his buddy, they just stopped and laughed and kept going. Didn't even help me. You can get a 2008 Tesla Roadster used for 60000 So. Oh, so it didn't, hasn't gone up yet. It will. Just that, buy what, them all. What year was that, 2001? Eight. Was God, that the so first that's, year? That's right. Is that the first year? I thought the first year was 2007. Yeah, so did I. Um, I think the one I had was a 2007. Uh, nope, 2008. Really? The, the first, first year? The first sports car been, from it Tesla It could have been a 10, 2007, which makes it a 2008. Yeah, that's true. Anything that's after true. the sixth month yep. puts it in the next year. Puts it in the next year, that's so right. So the title, it could be manufactured at 6 of 87. And it'll be an 88. Yeah, so that's the whole deal. That's why I bought, because I know I bought it in 2007, but it was a 2008 model. Yeah. But they're only, you can get them for 60 because they brand new, they were like 100 grand. No, they're not going up yet. No, not yet, but they will, I would think. It eventually. takes like 20 years for cars to start going up in value I because suppose, they're classic yeah. at that point. You no, know, a 67, a 67 427 Corvette was, four, was under $4,000. Wow. 3900 bucks. And now. Now they're six figures for a 67 427. God, unbelievable. That's the, that's the out of the, all the mid year Corvettes, mid year Corvettes are 63 to 67. The big block didn't come out until the later years. 63 split window was the only year they made the split window. Mm-hmm. But you can still buy those for 30 grand. God. They're not big money. The 67 the is the money car, that 427 car. Yeah. That's the one everybody wants. Yeah, the 427. That was a hell of an engine, man. Yeah. Engine. At that time, it was the highest horsepower car you could buy. Yep, absolutely. In a, in a fiberglass body. <laughs> they're, death, they're total death traps. Oh, absolutely. We go about 800 miles an hour. Good God. Actually, you know what? I take that back. It's 67, 420. Yeah, 427. Yep. Yeah. That was the highest, 420, 420 horse. God. Amazing. In a go-kart. ABC President Channing Dungey is speaking out on Roseanne Barr during interviews with various outlets of the Television Critics Association press tour in Los Angeles uh, yesterday. Dungey opened up about pulling the plug on the Roseanne revival following Barr's racist tweet directed at Barack Obama's former White House advisor, Valerie Jarrett, in June. When asked by The Hollywood Reporter how difficult, difficult it was to cancel TV's number one comedy, she said it wasn't difficult at all. 
because I felt uh, like a line had been crossed and we needed to stand by our values as a company. It's not a secret that she has had a tendency in the past to be sort of outspoken and go off book, Dungey explained. That's how you made money from her there, lady. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be honest. That's how you made money from her because she I'm was sh- off. I'm shocked another network didn't pick her up. I know, to tell you the there truth. Were, some network was going to, and I think they might still be talking about it. She still claims she thought that, that Valerie Jarrett was white. She is white. She is white. But she's not She can white. say whatever she wants. She's white. She's black, it no, says. she's not. No, I don't believe her. her. Man. You I can don't tell believe a light-skinned her. black person and a white person. And she almost, to me, looks a little Hispanic than anything. Yeah, I could if see you, that. Yeah. yeah. I think she's like one of those people who says she's 132nd Indian or whatever. Oh, you mean like, uh, what's her name? Pocahontas. Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I still can't believe he calls her Pocahontas. She probably like, has what? like a half black grandparent, so she calls herself black. Well, don't we all? We probably all have half black grandparents or great grandparents. We all have somebody, somebody in there. Absolutely we do. Uh, the There's most no recent doubt. non-white ancestor I have, unless you count the Romani as non-white, which a lot of Europeans do, uh, was in 1650. 1650? Yep. They were African? North African or um, Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern. Yeah. I could be part Egyptian. You could be part of Walk like well, I mean, the tip, of, the tip, the northern tip of Italy is right there in Europe. I mean, exactly. If you've got European descent, yep. it's right there. It is right there. <laughs> We have had multiple conversations about wanting to keep the focus on the show and not to let some of the other stuff eclipse the show. So in some ways, this was a last straw, but it was also such an egregious tweet that it felt like no matter what, there would have been some action that we would have taken. What actually was the tweet? Can you read it? She, she is, is it in here? She said that, what's her name? I already forgot her name. Valerie Jarrett. Valerie Jarrett looks like a cross between Planet of the Apes and the Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah, that's what I don't said. really know what it means, but... Planet of the Apes. She she thought it looked like Roddy McDowell's character, who was an ape in Planet of the Apes. Well, because she has the same hairstyle. I don't know if I could if I could actually say that's racist though. Well, a lot of people call me an ape because of my long arms and short legs. Well, she did. She they has did. she has the same hairstyle as that costume. And the glasses too. Apparently. And the glasses, yeah. yeah so, so I that's mean, what she was talking about. Yeah. And she is a comic. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, and she is crazy. So. And she is crazy, that's and she's true. she's a comic. I know. I, I, I don't know how far we're going to go here before. And I, I just cannot believe that people can say that white people, you, you cannot be racist against white people. How, how is that possible? Because well, I guess people. there's no word that really can offend us to be white. No, that's true, but I have a question. Like, if you called me cracker, I'm like, laugh. Who cares, <laughs> honky? I love being called a honky. Yeah, it's like, I don't even know what that means, so uh, good luck with that. I, I, I asked the same question I asked yesterday, and I want to know this white privilege thing. Tell me about the white privilege of 260,000 homeless white people in America. What privilege do they have? They struggle just like every other race. I'm sorry, but they do. So I don't understand why why you would want to make that point. I think there's only one white privilege, and that's when it comes to don't have any dealings with law enforcement. I think the, yeah, maybe. I think because most a lot of cities, the cops have to deal with a lot of black people that are bad behavior, have bad behavior, more than white people. So that's they what have they, say, they yeah. have a little. I mean. It's just a fact. You, you could call it racist if you want, but it's not. It's fact. Right now, most of the arrests in like downtown Minneapolis or in up north Minneapolis are black people. But they're saying that's because they get targeted. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what to listen, tell you. If you get, if you guys got a shooting a gun, yeah, <laughs> that really. would be a good reason to arrest them. Yeah. One thing I don't get is 
Asians and Jews both outstrip white people in pretty much every meaningful metric. That's true, yeah. So why don't we talk about, like, Asian privilege? They live longer. They make more money, you know. Isn't well, that a privilege? Don't, don't forget what Michael Jackson said. The Jews do it on purpose. So, you know, <laughs> I still can't believe he said that, and he never paid the price there, for saying it. There, there was a, a district race this week, and the ladies has a tweet that was a year old that was bashing Jews, and somebody copied it and put it on all the windshields oh, of all the cars. Of course they did. And the news oh, picked it up. Of course they did. Yeah. So who was it? What is she running for? Uh, I can tell you. Do we have time? We got about 45, got 45 seconds. seconds. Okay, I can tell you real quick. You're good to go. No problem. Actually, Casey's okay, got to cut it off. Look for Jew windshield. I got it right here. Yes, there you go. Clearly. Yeah, right here. By right here, he means about an hour from now. Nope, nope. I'll have it right in a second. Okay, well, I'll just okay. mention this. Right here. That, that I yes. am part Jewish, and Andy's about, what, one-eighth or one-sixteenth Jewish? Minnesota Muslim congressional candidate fundraises uh, with Hamas-linked... Oh, God, that's not good news. CARE in California. CARE is an unindicted co-conspirator in a Hamas terror funding case. So named by the Justice Department, CARE officials have repeatedly refused to uh, denounce Hamas and Hezbollah. I thought it was Hezbollah. This yeah, says Hezbollah. This is a different... As terrorist groups suffer. So, yeah. Oh, that's not that. What's her name, is it? Yes. What's her, what's her name? Yes. And so uh, she had an anti-Jewish t- tweet? Yeah. Well, how could she possibly get elected? Well, hopefully now she won't. Good God. That's that's scary. Well, so, wait. Are we talking about a Muslim or a white person? I think I'm, She's a Muslim. Okay. I was going to say, why does what does Hamas have to do with anything? Yeah, that's true. So, so here you go. His, this is... This is uh, so, wait. She's pro- well, we hit the road. Hamas? I don't. Whatever. I don't know. She's, I don't know. They, they said her tweet was anti-Jewish, but I don't know. I've I've not seen it. So she probably said, "I really don't like gefilte fish that much." Yes, I don't like Mike Gelfan. That's what she said. Uh, here I'm speaking my truth after the DFL candidate forum. I'm mad at the Jewish organizations that gave a platform in a Jewish place of worship to a woman who hates Jews in Israel. Stay tuned for more videos where I confront a sponsor and the moderator in the parking lot after the program. So yeah, a woman. Uh, it may ch- it may channel not news. So so they did they they retweeted something that she said anti Jewish. Yeah, they put this is their tweet. She uh, this lady put co- copies of the lady's tweet and she put it on everybody's windshield. Okay. After let's fight. Let's more fighting is what I'd like. That'd be great. Yeah. We'll talk to you later, Tom Bernard Show.